Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. This is a creature feature episode where I look at cryptids. I'll describe them, delve into their history, look at some eyewitness accounts and look at what they might be. Research is as academic as possible and references will be given after the story. This week's creature is the Smiling Man. Ten years ago, on the subreddit Let's Not Meet, user Blue Tidal posted a story. They said that five years before posting, they were walking home and encountered someone very out of the ordinary. As they turned a corner onto a side street, they spotted the silhouette of a man dancing. It was similar to a waltz, but each set of steps finished with a forward stride. As the man got closer, the poster noticed how graceful the movements were and also what he looked like. They said he was tall and lanky, wearing an old suit with wild and wide eyes, head tilted back slightly and a grin that looked cartoonish and painful. This isn't the beginning of the story, but a great place to start. This story was called The Smiling Man and was seemingly unrelated to anything. However, the story runs a little deeper than that. This creature feature will be a little different because I'm looking at two cases of encounters with potentially the same man. I'll describe him during the story rather than separately. Be warned though, it's a little intense. The story begins in November 1966. Woodrow Derenberger, a sewing machine salesman from Mineral Wells, West Virginia, was returning from a business trip in Marietta, Ohio. He stopped because the sewing machine in the back of the truck had shifted. Derenberger adjusted it, then got back on the road. Then he noticed lights ahead of him. Thinking it was the police, he stopped his truck again, only to discover that it wasn't actually the police. It was an aircraft that Derenberger said was shaped like a kerosene lamp chimney. You may have seen one. They're the lamps that often get seen in movies and TV shows set in the 1800s. Derenberger said that a man exited the aircraft and approached his truck. In an interview, Derenberger said that the man looked perfectly normal and that he had looked like he had a good tan, like he'd been out in the sun a lot. His dark hair had been combed straight back. According to Derenberger, his face looked completely normal. Except for two things, Derenberger described the man as looking like any normal white man. The things that told Derenberger that something was wrong were unmistakable. The man kept his arms folded right into his armpits and had a large grin on his face. The man spoke to Derenberger, but his mouth never moved. Derenberger said it was telepathy. The man asked Derenberger to roll his car window down and then asked his name. The man asked why Derenberger was frightened and then said, 
don't be frightened. We mean you no harm. He said he wished Derenberger only happiness. And when Derenberger gave his name, the man said he was named Cold. Of course, Derenberger reported the encounter to the police in Parkersburg. By the next day, the media was swarming. Derenberger took part in an interview on live television with the WTAP. This interview involved members of the state police, representatives of the Wood County Airport, the Parkersburg Police, and a single representative of the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio. The interview lasted 30 minutes and Derenberger was asked all sorts of questions about his encounter with Colt. After Derenberger's interview, others came forward with claims that they had also seen Colt. One man reported that a man matching Cold's description had tried to flag him down, but was too scared to actually stop. Several others claimed that they had seen lights and fluttering vehicles on the road that Derenberger had spoken to Cold on. Others still said that they had seen Derenberger talking to Cold. For three weeks, newspapers ran stories about Derenberger and other claims. It died down after that but people continued to report seeing cold for the next month. Eventually, Derenberger's family said that they had met cold. Of course, the media coverage drew locals to Derenberger's house. They came in the hopes that they would get a glimpse of the man named cold. Derenberger sought medical aid due to all the attention he was getting, both positive and negative. Doctors couldn't find a single thing wrong with him. However, despite moving away from mineral wells and writing a book about the encounter, Derenberger and his family suffered. They received harassing phone calls for years and the family blamed Derenberger for losing jobs and friends. It had been Cold's fault. Derenberger began to suffer from terrible headaches and depression and his wife ended up filing for divorce. That was when Derenberger moved away. He moved back to Mineral Wells in 1990. He died there at the age of 74, 23 years after his meeting with Cold. Until the day he died, he never went back on what he said, but also never spoke of Cold again. This story doesn't end there though. Derenberger had spoken to John Keel, the author of the Mothman prophecies. In 2002, Cold appeared in the film of the same name, starring Richard Gere. In the film, Cold's first name is revealed. The man who stopped Derenberger in 1966 was called Indrid Cold. So far, nobody really knows what happened on that road, but Brian Denning, the author of Skeptoid magazine, seems to think that Derenberger stood to gain nothing from telling the story. He says that telling the story cost him almost everything and caused him to hide away. John Keel was said to have visited Derenberger, finding him hiding behind closed curtains from both believers and sceptics. Derenberger was said to have told Keel that Indrid Cold had friends and they frequently visited him, arriving by car and having long chats. Derenberger never escaped Indrid Cold and the story died in 1990 with him. 
until the Reddit post surfaced. You've already heard the beginning, where the poster first spotted the smiling man. But what happened next? I'll tell you, it seems to be a far cry from the friendly form of Indrid Cold. When we left the Reddit post, user Blue Tidal had just described the cartoonish, painful-looking grin the smiling man had on his face. They crossed the street and took their eyes off him for a few seconds. When they looked back at him, he had stopped. He was standing with one foot on the road, still looking up, with the smile still on his face. Blue Tidal began to walk again, keeping their eyes on the man. After half a block, they turned for a moment to check the road ahead. It was clear. They looked back for the man and he had disappeared, until they noticed him. He had crossed the street and crouched down. They froze, staring at the man. After a few seconds, the man began to move again, this time taking exaggerated steps on his toes, like he was sneaking up on somebody in a cartoon. The problem with that is that he was moving quickly. Blue Tidal was frozen to the spot. They stood and watched as the man crept up on them. He stopped a short distance from them. Blue Tidal tried to ask what the man wanted, but couldn't speak properly. They said they could hear the fear in their own voice, but the man didn't react to it at all, just stood there, grinning. After some time, the man turned and began to dance away. Blue Tidal watched the man walk away for a while. It then dawned on them that the man was no longer moving and then they realised that the man was moving towards them, fast. Blue Tidal ran until they came to a street that was better lit and were off the side road. When they turned, the man was no longer visible at all. They never encountered him again. Blue Tidal later ran an Ask Me Anything on Reddit, where they confirmed that their encounter happened in Seattle, Washington. When asked to describe him, they said he was Caucasian, middle-aged with dark hair and between six foot two to six foot five tall. The descriptions of Indrid Cold and the Smiling Man don't quite line up, but that's because the descriptions are separate. They don't really link up very much and the only connection it gives us is the hair and the smile. Was the man Indrid Cold or something completely different? It's difficult to tell without context or any idea who or what Indrid Cold is. There's a reason this creature feature is set out differently, and it's because there's almost no information about either of these people. What is Indrid Cold? Who is Indrid Cold? Well, I'm afraid I have no idea. There's one theory at the moment, and it's tentative at best. The single theory is that Indrid Cold is an alien. 
His ability to speak telepathically and the uncanny valley nature of his appearance certainly give evidence to that. However, with nothing to go on, I don't really have anything to give you. Injured Cold is the most elusive creature I've ever researched, and there doesn't seem to be any information on him aside from the two cases I went through today. Since his first encounter and the sighting in Seattle, Injured Colt has become part of the expanded Cthulhu mythos, written in stories by Josh Reynolds. His involvement with Mothman is also often questioned, and Injured Colt is often tied to the events of Mount Pleasant in 1966. However, without any evidence, I can't make any judgment calls on that one. Unlike other creature features, I don't have a witty one-liner to close on. If Injured Colds wants to see you, he will. The stories from this episode came from a Daily Yonder article called Local Law, Woodrow Derenberger and the Legend of Injured Cold. A Reddit post from the Let's Not Meet subreddit called The Smiling Man and another Reddit post from the Smiling Man subreddit calling for an Ask Me Anything. The theory from this episode came from a Joe Blow article called Injured Cold, The Grinning Man, UFO Incident, and the Lovecraft Wiki on Injured Cold. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, links to those and other ways to listen are in the episode description under my link tree. You can currently find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is getting an upload of one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. I do have an email set up on the link tree, but it doesn't open a new email, so that's in the description of the episode too. Send me your spooky stories unexplained events and anything else you want me to read out or if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said let me know and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. The next episode will be out on Wednesday and next week's creature feature will be released on May 7th so hold on until then. (laughs) 